Alleluia. Lamentations, the third chapter. That's where we're going to begin today. In verse 21, it says this. If you have your Bibles, turn there. And just keep it there. We'll kind of stay in that ballpark. It says this. I recall to my mind, and therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His mercy alone. Nothing that you can do or I can do to not be consumed by sin, not to be consumed by life itself, by circumstance. You and I aren't good enough to make it on our own. But it's because of the Lord's mercies that we are not, somebody say we are not, consumed. If you feel consumed today, there's mercy and there's grace to get you out of where you are. Because his compassions, this is why, his compassions fail not. They don't run out. He had maybe compassion for you in days gone by. He still has compassion for you today. Maybe you're not very compassionate with yourself. And you're hard on yourself. But his compassion fails not. Maybe others haven't been very compassionate to you. But Jesus is compassionate today. And his passions, they are new, compassionate, they are new every morning. Say this with me. Great is thy faithfulness. Say, let's say that again. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. I will hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him, to the soul that seeketh him. Is anyone going to seek him today? Is anyone seeking after the goodness of God today? Amen. Here for a little bit going to talk on this. God's great faithfulness. Amen. God's great faithfulness. If you would, before you're seated, will you just turn around and minister to someone and tell them that God's faithful today? God is faithful. You can be seated. Amen. Amen. I know today is I believe October the 1st, isn't it? October the 1st. Hard to believe it is October the 1st. We are moving, I believe, in the right direction. I stood up here a couple weeks ago and testified how I'm just so thankful that the weather is just changing. Although you wouldn't know that 
by yesterday. I'm just thankful that the weather's changing. We're, we're moving in the right direction. But while I am thankful for that, I'm also thankful for just the great things that God is doing around us. So today we celebrate with you, Sam, for the, new, the newness of life that's in Jesus Christ that you've discovered. Amen. I think that's okay. Brent's here. He, last week was your day, Brent. You're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, if you've been baptized, if you're here today, if you've been baptized in, say, the last three months, would you just stand for a moment? If you've been baptized in this room, Christian, there, there's others. January, I mean, Tony. Isn't that awesome? I think, I think that that's all right, don't you? Thank you guys so much. You can be seated. God is, is doing great things in this house. And it's just not just for this season. I believe that that's God's will in every season. And I believe that he, we are in harvest season right now. We're in revival season right now. This week, some of us were, have, were talking because we're making preparation because we believe that this is the norm. That this isn't just something uh, that we celebrate, you know, in the summer of, of 2023, and it was just a great summer, and, and then we go back to an old normal. But we're believing that, that God is, this is the time that he is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And then while we're having baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, people filled with the Holy Ghost. I know there's others that aren't here today that have also been baptized in the name of Jesus here in the last couple months. And those that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost here in this church. I believe that that is just the norm. You know, when you read the gospel of Jesus Christ, when you read the, the first church in Acts, you see just right and left revival sweeping across that region as people were, were changed and, and given new purpose and given new life. And I believe that that is happening here. What I was saying, I kind of interrupted myself. We're making preparation to just let that be the norm. We're making preparation and, and getting things, some systems in place where of just expectation, things we're doing by faith. And uh, because we believe that, that God's will is being done and it will continue to be done. I believe that. While saying all that, I know as well that here on October 1st, some of us are in the room and life's just thrown you curveballs in the last few months. And usually these things go together. They go hand in hand. When great things are happening in the church, crazy things begin happening in the lives of the people in the church. And so while I stand here today and celebrate with what God is doing, I'm also here to say that if you're going through something tough today, the church is here with you. And while we celebrate for new life in Christ Jesus, sometimes we do all we can just to make it through the door. We do all we can just to wake up in the morning, open up our eyes to a new day, and state the fact that God is good. Because sometimes life doesn't feel good. Sometimes things 
are not all right in our lives. And I know that today there's people in the room that have experienced loss in the last few months. There's people that have experienced pain. I can tell you, I know a lot of you know that me and my family, we're going through just a crazy time right now. We're not even living in our home. We've bunked up with Jerome and Bobette, and I'm very thankful for them for accepting us into their home. I know they're ready for us to be gone, I'm sure. (laughs) We've dealt with sickness. We've dealt with crazy things. I know there's people in this room that have been in the hospital this week. You just didn't see it last week, but it happened this week. People that didn't expect the next day to bring on what the next day brought. And we go through those things. And I know many in this room may be going through that and you're experiencing that. And I just feel to tell you today that while life is not always good, God is always faithful. And while you don't always feel like everything is going well in your life, there is a God that is fighting for you. There's a God that is there for you. And we talk a lot about having faith and the importance of faith. And we should. Faith is essential in our walk with God. Ephesians 2 tells us that it's by grace through what? Through faith that we are saved. So we must have faith, and it's essential. It's essential for salvation. It's essential to have faith. And we read in in the Bible about men of great faith, people like Abraham, people that you read through Hebrews 11, and just people that by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, and by faith, God was glorified, and his plan was, uh, was experienced and lived out. So it is by faith that we live It's by faith that we go forward. It's by faith that we do this and we do that. And I could stand here and preach about having faith. And maybe we'll get to that in the end. But really today, the focus is not on us having faithful, but being, or having faith, but us resting in the faithfulness of a great God. Because sometimes you don't know how to put a step in front of the other. You don't know what your next decision is going to be. You don't know how to move forward. And it's in those moments that it's okay to just rest in the power and the faithfulness of a great God. It's okay sometimes to stop and take a breath and say, God... I know you're still good. And God, I don't know how to move forward. But I do know that in whatever direction I move, you are there with me. Because he is a good God. The book of Lamentations that we read out of, it's written after the Babylonians captured and destroyed Jerusalem and Tradition tells us, and kind of it, Scripture points the fact that it's written by the prophet Jeremiah. And throughout that book, you see Jeremiah's experience with pain, 
you see his experience with frustration, with loss, things that we experience. And he sees firsthand the crushing of a city that he once knew, that city of Jerusalem. You see just a deeply personal, rawness that comes out of the scripture, emotions that flood, and it's the weeping prophet, they call him. And you see his life around him crumbled. In verse 1 of chapter 1, he says this, How doth the city sit solitary that was full of people? How has she become as a widow? She that was great among the nations and princess among the provinces. How is she become tributary? She weepeth sore in the night and her tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers she hath none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They are become her enemies. Judah is gone into captivity because of affliction and because of great servitude. She dwelleth among the heathen. She findeth no rest. All her, her persecutors overtook her between the straits. The ways of Zion do mourn because none come to the solemn feast. All her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh. Her virgins are afflicted and she is bitterness. Her adversaries are the chief. Her enemies prosper. For the Lord hath afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Her children are gone into captivity before the enemy. Later on in verse 16 it says this, For these things I weep. Mine eyes, mine eyes runneth down with water. Because the comforter that should relieve my soul is far from me. This is how he felt. My children are desolate because the enemy prevailed. You can see this pain. You see this. And I'm just here to ask the question, has anyone felt like this before? Has anyone been there today? Those times when everything that seemed stable no longer stood. Where everyone that was dependable was no longer there. Everything that you knew was now distance. I just feel this in my spirit. I felt it this week and felt led to speak on this because I feel like in this room today that there are people that are right there. That while you look around and can celebrate with good things that are happening, there's a part of you that is broken. There's a part of you that where you feel this, that Everything is not okay. And you don't see how it's going to be okay. You, and it's in those places that we all arrive at sometimes. That we must be reminded that God will stand with you through the changes of your life. That God is your stability and a world of instability. That, because our faith is built on the integrity of a good God. Our, build, our faith is built on the loyalty of a God that is for us and is there for us at all times. Our, our faith is built on the faithfulness of God. 
And I can have faith. I said we're going to get to it a little bit. I can have faith because God is faithful. I can't have faith in systems or people who are not faithful. Because that leads to disappointment. It leads to pain. It leads to to insecure situations. And many of us find ourselves there sometimes. But I'm here to tell someone that when you put your faith in a faithful God, he will always be there for you. And you can do so because he's always been there for you. And sometimes we can't always see it. But I'm here to remind you that he is always there. And because faith, because we can have faith in a good God. We can have hope in him. We can, we can take assurance. We can take assurance that he is good. That he is there for us. The old song, it says this, my faith or my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Because on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground, It's sinking sand. And while great empires and companies and organizations fail and relationships, they they fail sometimes, God still stands. Isaiah 40 and 8 says that the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. It says this, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And when you look in scripture, you can see over and over that there was a God who was faithful to his people. People like Noah, he was faithful to him in the flood. and People like Daniel, For he was faithful to Daniel when he was in that lion's den. He was faithful to those Hebrew boys who refused not to bow. He was faithful to Moses as he stood before Pharaoh. And faithful to Joshua and Caleb as they stepped in to that promised land. Guys that had been faithful to him. He showed himself strong and faithful to Joshua and Caleb. He was faithful to Peter as Peter began to sink. In the water, he called on the name of the Lord. The Lord saved him. He was faithful to all of us, every one of us, all humanity, those that came before us and those that are here today and those that will go and live this life after we are gone. When he laid his life on the cross and gave himself as a sacrifice, and it was in that moment that his faithfulness was shown across the whole world. And everything that came before and everything that comes after points back to a moment where God showed himself faithful to a people that didn't always deserve his faithfulness. The good thing about God is that no matter what you do, no matter how many times you trip and fall, he is still faithful. He is still faithful. 
And I know around this room we could tell stories of his faithfulness. We sang about it. And today it's going to be a little different, but I've asked a few people just to share their testimony of how God has been faithful to them. So I've asked today, Ashley Dunning is going to come up, and then Grace and Venus, and then Sister Irvin. They're going to come up and share the testimony of how God's been faithful to them. Let's welcome them today. Hello. First thing I want to say is um, God is faithful to this church. Um, just, it was amazing to me to see the people that stood up that have been baptized in just, what, three months? And I, was, I looked around and I said to Sister Kaylee, I said, wow, that is amazing. And God is faithful to his promises to this church. And I do believe that we are about to see that um, unfold in Jesus' name. Well, that's kind of a, a hard testimony to share how God has been faithful in my life because truly God has been faithful throughout my whole life. Um, and it took time as an adult now in my many 30 years on this earth to look back and see that God has had his hand on me my entire life. Um, I'm not going to go too much into detail, but I can share times about, you know, my childhood, how he was faithful to me by keeping me in a loving home and a church family that loved me and raised me to love the Lord. And I can talk about how God was faithful throughout my teenage years when perhaps I, I didn't make some strong choices. And God kept me through those and through the loss of my father, my biological father. He kept me and was faithful, um, provided me with people that loved me in the church and comfort and peace. And But I'll talk more specifically about a time in my life more, more recently, um, actually when we lived in Texas, so just about a year and a half ago. Um, there was a time where I felt deep sorrow and loss, and um, I found myself feeling a way that I have never felt before. I, I had just experienced two pregnancy losses back to back, and I had never thought that I would feel this way, but I found myself in the deepest, darkest, almost depression that I have ever experienced in my life. Um, and I just want to say that what really carried me through was looking back over God's faithfulness in my life. I could look back and see that he shut the mouth of the lion, that he was in the furnace with me through all those times. And it carried me and it allowed me to know that God is going to be with me through this too. And in the future, I can have faith and trust that through it all, God is going to be with me no matter what this life brings. I can remember one time specifically at this church I was at that spot right there on the altar, and I said, God, I said, no matter what comes in my life, I am going to be faithful to you. And boy, has that test come. <laughs> and he really did test me this past year and a half, and I'm here to say that God is faithful. He will continue to be faithful no matter what you're going through in your life. If you are feeling like the deepest, darkest depression you have ever felt, and the enemy is attacking your home, maybe the enemy is attacking your marriage, your finances, whatever it may be, God is faithful. He will restore that in your life, and he will bring it tenfold like you have never seen before. So I can rely on the Lord. I can trust and know that no matter what, what life brings, that I have a God that is faithful. In Jesus' name.
Praise God. When you've lived as long as I have, you've seen a lot of good times and a lot of bad times. I want to talk about God's faithfulness to me by bringing godly people in my life. That may seem a little odd, but I don't know how I would have made it without those. We need each other. Uh, you know, Abraham was blessed by God. Lot was, he was called by God. Lot was not, but he went along with Abraham. Guess who else was blessed? Lot was blessed. They were blessed in abundance, but uh, something happened between their herdsmen, so they decided to split company. Abraham said to Lot, you look and you can have any of the land that you desire. And Lot chose the well-watered plains of Jordan. But his first big mistake was when he pitched his tent towards Sodom. The point is, when he left Abraham, he became out from under the blessing. And there's been so many people in my life that has blessed me. My father was a man of faith. We saw miracles happen. And you all know how, as a young child, I was raised from the dead. And God has healed me of many things. But I'm not going to dwell on that. Brother Albert Abbey, my pastor in Flint, was one of the wisest men I have ever known. Brother Herbert Irvins, most of you know him, a great man of God. These were my pastors. Brother Abbey taught me to love the Word of God. And if you're around me very long, you know that that's my candy stick. <laughs> um, Brother and Sister Luna, I traveled with them when I was a teenager. We sang, we sang in Carbondale. We th sang throughout the Midwest. Um, Gary Richardson, my first, the husband of my first three children, he was killed at age 29. What would I have done without those who comforted and encouraged me in those times? I met Elvin Irvin. Well, I met him. I knew him all of his life. <laughs> oh, I was a little older than him, but most people didn't know it. <laughs> Anyhow, what a great man. His influence helps me even today. Um, and there was a host of wonderful people like you all. There was mothers of the church. Oh, Sister Hale, oh, if I get started, can't do that. But one last admonition to you, to this congregation. Never leave a church that has the anointing and blessing of God. Because when you get out from under the umbrella of the anointing, something might happen to you like it did Lot. His life was, he lost everything except his two daughters. And he, he, was, he became into an insane. Well, a bad relationship with them. Okay. <laughs>
And he was vexed day by day by the sin in Sodom. So be careful. Be careful who you hook up in life with. This is not about love and marriage altogether. It's just the people that you chum with, the people you have coffee with. You can live under the blessing, and it does matter who you associate with. And I'm thankful that I have been blessed in that way. Praise the Lord. You'll have to forgive me if I'm a little shaky. I'm not used to being up here. Um, But I love to hear about the faithfulness of God. Amen? Um, And I, you know, I don't have just one specific example uh, in my life or a hundred specific examples or a thousand. Um, It's every day. Uh, Every day God has been faithful to me. uh, And I'm reminded of that every morning. Uh, No matter how far I run away, no matter how far I go, no matter how much I waste my inheritance on riotous living, no matter how much I drag his name through the mud, God is always there waiting for me. And as far as I go, as far as I think I go from God, he's as close as turning around. That's how close he is. Um, And, you know, it's unfortunate. Some people have been convinced, whether it's by the world or by the devil or by other people, that there are things that they can do, sins that they can commit that will get God to hate them and abandon them. But I know that that's not true, that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And, you know, I've, I've been guilty of plenty of things. I know that I, I, I'm a Christian. I proclaim myself a Christian. My friends, my coworkers, they all know I'm a Christian. Um, and I carry that association with me. When people see me and see what I do and see where I'm at, they judge me. And when they judge me, they don't just judge me. They judge the church and God by association. So I know, I know that I carry that with me, and sometimes I still fail. Sometimes I still bring shame to his name. Uh, and that, that pains me. But I know that no matter how much I do that, he is still there at the end of the day to forgive me. And when I come and bring my my shame and my sin before him and say, God, forgive me. He forgives me. Amen. And I know, I know that there's nothing I can do that he won't forgive me for. And the proof is in the blood, the blood of Jesus, because exactly. It washes away all our sins. If God was only going to forgive some of our sins, he wouldn't have needed a perfect sacrifice. He wouldn't have sent Jesus. He wouldn't have had that perfect flawless lamb to be slain. That blood is for all of our sins. No matter what we do, no matter how far we go, you are never too far from God. And all that sin and shame that I carry in the night when I bring it to him, when I wake up in the morning, it's gone. His mercy is renewed every morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So every morning I'm reminded of his faithfulness. Every morning I'm reminded of his faithfulness to keep that promise, keep that promise of forgiveness that he can always forgive me no matter what I do. So thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me today? (laughs) This I recall in my mind. Therefore have I hope. 
It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. For they are new, Brother Grayson, every morning. <laughs> every morning. Someone say that. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Every time I call on the name of the Lord, he is there. Every time you call on his name in the midnight hour, God is there. Every time you call on his name, when you feel by yourself, when you feel all alone, when you feel like in that moment you've built your life on the sand, God is there for you in that moment. For great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. For the Lord is my portion saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in who? In him. For the Lord is good unto them that wait for him and to the soul that seeketh him. And on this Sunday morning, I just want to take this time to invite us all to come to the front, to this altar, to put our trust in him to seek after him, to put our faith in a faithful God. For he is there for you. He's there for me. He's there for all of us that call on his name, that seek after him. And if you're going through something today, I'm just here to remind you that he is faithful. And maybe if your faith has failed you in the past, and maybe you've not been all the way faithful to him, God is still faithful to you. His faith does not, it's never compromised. His, his faithfulness to us, it's not. It's new every morning. And he's there for you. He's there for me. So today, let's seek after him. Seek after the Lord. And he will be found today. He will be found. Hallelujah. Someone just seek after him today. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we seek after you today. For great is your faithfulness, Jesus. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Hallelujah. Feel free to find a brother and sister in Christ and just lay your hands on them. Pray for them. Join together with somebody and say, together we will make it through this. We'll make it into our tomorrow, for great is the faithfulness of God. God, I seek you, and you will be found. God, I love you. I'm there for you. God's there for you today.